Hello and welcome to the 1 106 of a second photography podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about taking a risk in photography, when you should take a risk, how you should take a risk and, and when you shouldn't take a risk and what you can do about those risks. So let's first talk about when you shouldn't take a risk. So we all as photographers have fairly expensive kits. Even if you're just a smartphone photographer, your smartphone is probably going to be worth a lot of money and probably going to cost a lot and have a lot of data on that you can't get back or it would be inconvenient to get back or a hassle. Do you want to be using your smartphone in precarious positions to take photos? Probably not. But that's for you to decide and mitigate against. One thing that I found is I tend not to use my smartphone. I tend to use a camera. It's just easier to use a camera over a smartphone. I know people say, oh, the smartphone is always with you. It's in your pocket, get it out. But it's it's more difficult. It's so much easier to use tactile buttons, have one button to take a picture, one half a press autofocuses, and the other half of a press just takes the picture. I don't need two hands to take a picture with a camera. I can take it with one. And if I drop my camera, while I'd be annoyed, it really won't be as bad as if I dropped my, and broke my smartphone. So the first thing I do is I always use a camera where possible. Of course, if I don't have my camera with me and I've only got my smartphone, I will use that. But taking a picture off the top of a skyscraper or in a canoe or so, you know, precarious situations, I'm not sure I'd get my smartphone out. I'd rather take a cheap action camera and limit the damage and the damage to data to only that. Also, you can think about your kit. There's two elements here in terms of financial risk. And sometimes we need to think about if we insure our kit or we insure our person. So one thing you can get as a photographer is you can get liability insurance. And liability insurance means if you're found at fault and some issue is caused, you don't have to stump up the cash because hopefully your liability insurance will cover it. So I read somewhere, and I'm going to summarise here, that someone was filming within someone's house. Um, this was a company, they're doing a production within someone's house, and through an accident, they broke a fish tank, water went everywhere. So the fish tank was broken, that also cost money, but water went everywhere, and then caused electrical faults and structural faults, and that all had to be covered. Now, I think the company had liability insurance, as most companies would. So the company was liable, their action caused a lot of damage, even though it was an accident. And so they were covered because they had liability insurance. Now, as photographers, should we have liability insurance? What if we're out doing shoots and we somehow cause an accident or cause an issue that has financial ramifications. If you go on a shoot with a model and you organize the shoot, it is my understanding that the liability goes to you, even if it's a TFP shoot, because you've organized it. So I would say liability insurance is quite important. I used to have insurance that covered a great deal of things, but I let that lapse, unfortunately. Part of me doing this podcast is I remembered that I might need to update my insurance. So I will be updating my insurance with something that has liability insurance. Now kit is an interesting thing. Our photography kit costs a lot of money. Our lenses cost a lot of money. Our cameras cost a lot of money. Our lighting costs a lot of money. What happens if it breaks? If your £40 or $40 flash breaks because you drop it and it's your fault, it's probably not the end of the world. It's probably not in, worth insuring that. 
But while I was thinking about liability insurance and general insurance, I was thinking about kit insurance. And I used to insure my kits. And I always had the question at the back of my head, is this covered on my home contents insurance? So home contents insurance covers all the contents of my home. If I break anything in my home, I can get it replaced if there's an accident. Certain high value items you have to declare. So what is a high value item? Jewellery might be a high value item. An expensive computer might be a high value item. And there's declaring those and insuring those in your home and away from your home. So I always have my bike insured in case it gets stolen. And that would be away from home. If it gets stolen in my home, in where it's locked up in my house or property, then I could claim on that. Now I'd have a £250 excess. So a camera that costs £250, I don't really think it's worth insuring on my home insurance because, or, or for that matter, any insurance where you've got a £250 excess because the cost to get it back is the cost you would pay. So when I'm thinking about getting my liability insurance, I'm going to look at kit insurance. And I had to go through last time and insure every bit of my kit with, it, with its value. Now, quite a lot of that I buy used, so it has a used value. I've also rented my kit on a certain website where you can lend things to people. And I've stopped doing that simply because I don't have the confidence if my stuff got damaged that I would get any money back for it. So I've stopped doing that completely. But that did make me think about insurance. So should I get liability insurance? Should I get kit insurance? Or is this all covered through my home insurance already? Well, I don't think liability would be covered in my home insurance. So that's something to consider. Do I have bits of kit that are vastly above £250? Well, I don't have many bits of kit that are going to be vastly above £250 or so much so that it would justify its own insurance or naming it on my home insurance. The other question with home insurance is if I insure things on my home insurance and I go outside and I drop them, break them, etc., they won't be covered because I haven't declared them as being items to insure away from the home. Now, if I insure items away from the home, my home insurance starts to get more expensive. If I have a lot of high value items, maybe, although I don't know, my home insurance will get more expensive. So I need to weigh all these things up and, and make a considered decision. But I'll certainly be doing that and letting people know in the podcast what I've decided. If you get photographic insurance, which will have liability and will have kit insurance, it costs more if you're professional and it costs less if you do it as an amateur. But then you have that very difficult distinction. At what point are you professional and at what point are you amateur? If you do some street photography and someone stops you and says, that's an amazing image, I'd like to buy it off you. And then you sell that image and make a small income from it. Or you take on one job or you do one favour. If you had hobbyist or non-professional insurance, would that validate it because you've made one sale or made a very small income? I don't know. I've never actually broken a piece of kit or had a piece of kit break on me. That doesn't mean it won't happen in the future. I'm very careful with my kit and I always keep it on me and I always pack it away securely. Nothing's ever been stolen. I'm not considering things being stolen. I'm thinking more about accidents and breakage. I've never had a computer break, actually. I do take good care of my stuff. And the other consideration is there's stuff that I don't hold on to for very long. There's stuff that I buy and I sell quite quickly because 
I don't like it or I've changed my mind. So I have it for a few months and maybe think, I, I don't use that, I can sell it. And when I purchase things, I have in the back of my mind that that may happen, that may be something that I choose to do. And therefore, it's always in the back of my mind what value I can get for something, the resale value I can get for something. And I'm generally happy if I use it for two or three months and then I sell it. The cost of purchasing minus the cost of selling comes to a sort of £10 difference. That, that's fine for me for three months' use. And generally, I, d I don't lose too much by selling things, which is really good. So that's all the risk of our kit and our person and not being sued and all those things. And they're risks that should be mitigated. But what about taking a risk, doing something different? I think that's really good in, in anything, really. I always try and do something that's a little bit different. I always try and push myself out of my comfort zone. And I do that in photography. I know in photography what works and what gets me results. And I know what kit I like to have with me. There are times when one camera is the better option over another camera or one lens is a better option over another lens. And one thing I've done recently is I just reduce the amount of stuff I take out with me. One camera, one lens, one light is, is quite good if I'm doing lighting. But in terms of a risk, maybe I just take one camera. Maybe I take a camera that isn't suited to the job and I just take a risk and, and do what I need to. So doing street photography is a risk in itself, I think. For most people, they don't want to do that because of the possible confrontation and the possible risk of being seen as devious or how they may be perceived by other people. I've done street photography and I do street photography and I like it, but it is always a little bit risky. Now, one thing I really want to do, and this go goes back to going out of my comfort zone, is taking street portraits, going out to people and saying, can I take your portrait? And that's fine as long as they say yes. If they say no, it's a bit awkward, but it's not the end of the world. If they say yes, you do it. Then I do wonder, what do you do once you've taken their portrait? Do you, you show them? Or do you just walk away? Or do you somehow find a mechanism to, to give it to them? And now I would like to take street portraits. I think that would be a very good experience, but I wouldn't want to be laden down with kit. So I would take a compact camera. That's the easiest way to do it. Or maybe even a smartphone, heaven forbid. Those aren't the best cameras for taking portraits. But I think the ease of taking a compact over a DSLR or mirrorless and not having a massive lens with you and not having to back up and being able to be quite close to your subject massively outweighs the hindrance of taking your more suitable equipment. And I think it'll be quite it's, it'll be quite nice to have a smaller camera. So that's something I'm going to do hopefully this weekend is go out and do some street portraits with a wide angle camera. So this wide angle camera will fit in my pocket. It will be much less intimidating to people who would be obviously put off by a DSLR and a big lens in their face and a, maybe a flash. So I'm going to do something nice and simple and that's that. The risk to me is that the image is not as good, the portrait is not as good. I can't control as much on a compact camera. I can get raw on a compact camera, but the image quality, it won't be as good, unfortunately, and I don't have so much control. Well, that's a risk I'm willing to take. I do think there's a risk in doing landscape photography without a tripod. 
and heaven forbid with not a wide angle lens and the next time I do some landscape photography I'm not going to take a tripod and I'm not going to take a big DSLR and again I'm going to take a compact camera now what's the risk here the risk is that I climb all the way up a mountain or go on a very long hike or go really out of my way to get this picture and find that I've the kit I bought is insufficient and again that's on me if I choose to go and climb up a mountain with just a compact camera yes it will be easier safer and if I fall less likely to damage expensive equipment but then I'm the risk to me is that I go to all that effort and I don't get what I want I don't get an image I'm happy with but again it's a risk I'm willing to take I am willing to take a telephoto lens on a landscape shoot with me if it's a good lens we don't have to live with wide angle lenses for landscapes it just means that you can get everything in rather than miss something if you've got a telephoto lens other risks in photography is just stepping out of your comfort zone so my comfort zone probably street photography and portraiture so I could do pet photography or I could do still, maybe not still life, because um, I suppose that is very similar to portraiture. But doing different styles of photography and doing something you're not used to and stepping out of your comfort zone. I might not get good results because it's something I'm not used to. But I do think it's certainly worth taking a risk and stepping outside of your comfort zone purely if it just stops you getting in a rut. I'm not in a rut, but I'm conscious I don't want to be in a rut as well. So do let me know about risks to you in your photography. Have you found it useful for me to highlight the risk of kit damage and insurance, but also highlight the benefits of taking a risk with your photography? Thank you. Goodbye.